Hey, I'm Veronica Dagger, and this is the Wall Street Journal Secrets of Wealthy Women, where women share how they tackle career, money, and the world. Today, we're speaking with pro golf champion Stacey Lewis. Stacey is a 12-time winner on the professional tour, and she's ranked twice as the number one female golfer in the world. But in her life, like in golf, she's had to overcome some sand pits, including back surgery and balancing a pro golf career with being a mom. Today, she's here to tell us what she's learned from managing both roles and how she's become an advocate for women in sports. Stacy, welcome to Secrets. Thank you. Thanks, Veronica. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure. First, how are you doing? I know it's been a crazy couple months for everybody. It has. You know, I just kind of feel like you're sitting around waiting for somebody to tell you to go. I have a one-year-old, so fortunately, we stay pretty busy every day and just really been enjoying our time as a family, but I'm ready to play some golf. Yeah, the LPGA Tour has been on hold because of the coronavirus, but it's scheduled to get underway in July. How are you feeling about the season? I'm excited. You know, this time has actually been great for me. I've actually had a lot of time to work on my game that I haven't been able to do really since before I had Chesney, my little girl. So it's been a couple years where I've really felt good with my game and body is in shape finally and injury free, knock on wood. And um, just I'm excited to play. I just I feel like kind of everything in my life is kind of getting back on track a little bit. What does being on tour mean for you? What is that schedule like? It is busy. Sunday night or Mondays, we're flying to wherever we're playing. And with a baby, you know, we're trying to get settled, get the pack and play set up, get her in a routine a little bit. And then Tuesday is just a practice day. And then Thursday, the tournament starts. And then we finish on Sunday and you do it all over again. So it it is very, very busy. So when you're busy focusing on your game, how do you handle childcare? We're one of the only women's professional sports that have daycare. There's two or three women, they travel with our tour. And so Chesney, I drop her off before I go play and I pick her up when we're done. And it's free. It's provided by the tour. It's actually sponsored by Smuckers. I couldn't do it without that. I mean, I think you'd have to hire a nanny or, you know, cause your mom can't do it all the time. That'd be too much to ask of her. So it really helps out from a cost perspective and then allows me to still have a lot of time with her too. We've really seen in this pandemic how crucial child care is to women's careers. You had Chesney back in 2018 and you wrote an open letter to her about how hard it was for you to get back into the swing of things after you had her and how a lot has changed in your career. What would you say is the biggest change you experienced as a mom who's also a pro golfer? Well, now I feel like I have three jobs. Um, (laughs) You just, you kind of, in a way, you forget about yourself a little bit, which is probably something that a lot of moms struggle with is you're thinking about this little one before you're thinking about yourself. And I think to be a professional golfer, you have to be a little bit selfish and everything you do in a day has to go into you playing good golf. And then you throw this little life that you, it consumes you every part of your day. I'm thinking about her more than I'm thinking about myself. And so that transition back to figuring out how to play was really hard and being okay, dropping her off at daycare and not feeling bad about it. And, you know, I wasn't going to miss out on anything or anything like that. 
it was a really hard transition, but I feel like I'm finding a balance in it now and have had a lot of help from my mom and my husband. You know, they've been unbelievable through it all. So it's been tough, but it's getting better. You're only one of about 15 moms in the LPGA Tour worldwide. When you went on maternity leave, your sponsor KPMG kept you on the payroll. How big a deal was that? Yeah, so the way sponsorships work in golf is that you basically don't get paid until you play tournaments. And so say you're supposed to play 20 in your contract and you play 10, you get half the money. Well, if you take time off to have a baby, technically they don't have to pay you because you haven't played your minimum number of tournaments. So what KPMG did is said, we're going to pay you the whole thing regardless of how many tournaments you play. And it was huge. I mean, just that financial burden was taken off. It changed things for so many girls, not just for me, that there were other sponsors of other girls that stepped up and did the same thing. And that's more than anything. That's what I'm excited about is it got movement across the board from other sponsors that maybe wouldn't have done it until they saw what KPMG did for me. And I think at the time, all but one of my sponsors ended up doing it as well. So just, I mean... It's hard to put into words because you, we don't get paid unless we play. It's a huge burden if you want to have a family. As you said, you've become an advocate for women and moms on the LPGA Tour. Can you give us a, a few examples of how you've been able to change things for women on the tour? I look at, well, one, the KPMG... I got them to sponsor the KPMG Women's PGA Championship and completely elevated that tournament. Um, One thing I was really proud of, I have Marathon Petroleum as a sponsor, and they also sponsor a tournament. I had Pure Silk, Shaving Cream, Barbasol as a sponsor. They had a tournament. Mizuno was a sponsor for a long time, and they had a tournament. So I turned my sponsors into sponsors for the tour. And that's just something I'm the most proud of is getting them involved and raising the bar. We've raised purses across the board. So for the tour aspect, I feel like I've been able to do that. You know, off the golf course, it's a lot of the maternity stuff lately with paying contracts out regardless of how many tournaments you play. And I've also with helped the USGA completely rewrite their maternity policy for all of their championships because it was pretty outdated before. So I've been busy. (laughs) Can you just give us a snapshot? What was part of that rewrite? Yeah. So the way their policy read before was if you were eligible for the U.S. Open and you missed it because you were pregnant, then you could play the next year. It all depended on the time of the year that you had the baby. So I actually played the U.S. Open when I was, gosh, I was five, five, almost six months pregnant. So then I didn't play the rest of the year. So then by the time the U.S. Open came around the next year, I wasn't eligible because, well, I just frankly hadn't played that much because of still coming back. So because I had played the year prior, I wasn't eligible for the next one. So it just, the policy didn't help. It didn't make sense across the board for what month you had the baby. Um, So we... We went in there and um, they added deals where you could take your exemption for up to two years while your baby, you know, those first six, eight months. Um, If you wanted to take time off and come back two years later and use your exemption, you could. And they added a paternity side. They added it to their amateur championships. They added one for the men's side, the men's U.S. Open. So, So there was a lot of things to it that were changed. It wasn't just a simple fix. Did you ever expect to become an advocate? Not at all. 
Um, you know, I'm, I've always been the kind of person that I like to speak my mind and I like to try to make things better for the girls coming behind me. But I never thought I'd be kind of put at the front of leading this charge of, you know, helping sponsors change the way we look at female athletes. It's just, I guess I never expected it, but I I feel comfortable doing it. I don't mind talking about it. I like the change we're seeing. And I just think we kind of have to keep pushing that. And um, there are girls that were pregnant, but now they have little ones and they decided to go ahead and have a family because they saw what I was doing. They saw that what we were doing was possible, that you could play professional golf and have a family. And, you know, I'd like to see some change in, in other sports, in track and field. You know, they're going through some struggles with the maternity issues right now. So I think there's still a long way to go in all of this. How much of your daughter influences your advocacy? How much are you trying to lay out a future for her and what you're saying? It was pretty fitting when we found out we were having a girl. I want her to have a better opportunity than what I have right now. I want her to not be answering the questions that we're talking about today. That's my goal in all of this is that we're talking about different subjects 20 years from now. Um, Whether she's playing golf or whether she's in the business world, whatever it is, I just want to stop having the conversations. How has being an advocate changed your career and your relationships? When you're first on tour, you're very focused on golf. You're very focused on winning tournaments and accomplishing goals. And you don't want all the distractions of off the golf course stuff. I feel like as I've gotten older, I have more going on off the golf course that maybe the golf has taken a hit, but I'm more proud of this stuff that I'm able to do off the golf course that it's okay to me that maybe I've won one less tournament or whatever it is. You know, I just, I guess I just feel like you want to make You want to make the tour better for the girls coming behind you. And that's always in the back of my mind, whether it's how I'm playing on the golf course or now all these opportunities I've had. What are you still asking for from the LPGA? Well, I'm always on them about the daycare program and making sure we continue to support that and getting the daycare to travel internationally with us because right now we just have daycare at our U.S. events. So I'd like to see our daycare be able to go to Europe with us so I can take Chesney to the British Open or to the Evian Championship instead of having to leave her at home with somebody else. I've just always wanted to make sure we have the daycare program and make sure those ladies are taken care of and that sponsorship is in a good place because I think it's, it's just vital for our tour going forward because women will have shorter careers. They won't last as long on the LPGA Tour if they don't have this daycare program. Have you seen women drop out because these programs weren't in place? Oh, for sure. There were a lot of girls that are my age that I played college golf with that they stopped playing because they wanted to have a family. I just don't want that to have to be a decision. And I think you're you're starting to see, we call it the baby boom, have a little bit of a baby boom on tour. And there's a lot of little ones right now running around. And it's just really fun to see. We're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, Stacey explains how she manages her team and brand and how they're getting through the pandemic together. What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X. 
and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com slash consulting. IBM. Let's create. We always want to touch on money and finances here because it's something that women usually don't talk enough about. And Stace, you're a brand spokesperson and a philanthropist. What does it take to pull this all off? Like, what does Team Stacy look like? Oh, Team Stacy. Well, husband is first. My parents are just great advisors for me, great people to kind of bounce ideas off of. I have my agent, I have a financial advisor, I have an accountant, I have a swing coach. I have a trainer. I have a caddy. He's pretty high up on the list, the caddy. I really have a tight crew. I've had a very good group of people that if I need advice on anything, I know I'm going to get an honest opinion because they're going to tell me when I screw up, but they're also going to tell me when I did good. And I just, I keep it really tight because of social media and everything. Everybody feels like they can just give their opinion whenever they want. And um, sometimes you start to read into that too much. And this group of people I have around me, they're a really good balance and they kind of reel me in. You're estimated to have winnings of over $12 million plus income from several endorsement deals, such as financial firm Stevens Inc. And you were a finance and accounting major in college. How does that background help you manage your business and your money today? Well, it's been huge. You know, I feel like in school, you get the background of kind of how to run a business. To be a professional golfer is like their own little business. You know, I have people to pay. I have to manage my travel. I have to pay for tournaments and pay other people. I mean, there's there's a lot of what I do that is just like running a business. And so that background from school has helped me so much. I have my little Excel spreadsheet that I put all my expenses in and send it to my accountant for him to kind of run the numbers. But but I enjoy all that. I don't feel like it's it's not that hard anymore either because you can just click a button and pay a bill. And it feels pretty easy because I learned it and did it in school. What impact did coronavirus have on your finances and how did you manage through that? Well, that was hard. I, I feel like every time I logged on to my bank account, retirement accounts kept going down. <laughs> and my husband told me, he said just to quit watching it. He's like, the markets are going to bounce back. You need to quit watching it. But it's hard. It's been hard, especially not playing. You know, we we're used to having some money coming in. And, um, you know, fortunately, my husband's gotten paid through this whole thing. But it's it's definitely been different. But we try to just not look at it and focus on the time that I have with my family and figure out the positives in all this. How do you deal with the pressure of having to pay the people that are helping you on your team? I don't feel that as a pressure. You know, I feel like it's part of the cost of business of doing what I do. Because of those people around me, I'm able to play better golf. And especially the people, the two guys I have managing my finances and the accountant, you know, they're they're really looking out for me to make sure I don't get any trouble anywhere. And I know they're not doing anything bad behind the scenes. But my caddy, my swing coach, my trainer, I mean, they're vital to my success on the golf course. So it's a cost of business. You know, it's just at the end of the day, that's what it is. And but it's also been fun. You know, all of those people, they're all my friends and I enjoy taking care of them. I want to take care of my caddy, maybe pay him more than other girls do. But 
because I want to keep him around and I enjoy having him around. So there's that part of it too, where I feel like I get to, I get to help other people too. Big part of being a public figure is managing your image. How do you decide which additional opportunities best fit your brand? I've turned down opportunities in the past because they didn't fit with who I am. I'm quiet. I'm pretty shy. I've always told my agent is I want to I want to feel comfortable with it. I want to feel comfortable with the people I'm going to be around with that company. And so, yes, I've probably turned down some things in the past, but I just I feel like the partnerships, especially what I have right now, I don't feel super uncomfortable when I go do events for these companies. So what's next for you? What's next? Well, hopefully we start playing golf soon. I have a feeling I'll continue to be busy off the golf course, which is a good thing. That means there's other opportunities, other things going on, but um, I'll never stop working for other female golfers out there and giving us more opportunities and you know, hopefully trying to change things for when Chesney's older. What do you think the golf season's gonna look like when things reopen? Uh, well, it's going to be different. We're going to have testing every week. We're going to have our temperature checked every day when we get to the golf course. It's going to be a little bit strange at first, but as the year has gone on, I said, if we play any golf in 2020, we're doing good. So we just need to get back on the golf course this year and hopefully just keep our momentum as a tour going into 2021. Thank you so much for joining us, Stacy. We really appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Thanks for having me. If you'd like to hear more stories of inspiring women, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or your favorite audio provider. If you like us, subscribe, share us on social media, and give us a review. Our producer is Trinae Noree. Our executive producer is Kateri Yoakum. Additional help from personal finance editor Bray Lamb. I'm Veronica Dagger. Thanks for listening.